Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. So we're talking about the Defenders today, which mm-hmm. I think is a better name than Avengers. Do you? It's a bit more self-explanatory. <laughs> it's less complicated. You Google, like, what is an Avenger? But what also, like, do you remember when we, t- when we got to the Avengers, I was like, well, what are they avenging? Because mm. I didn't see any avenging actually in... I haven't seen any avenging in any of the Avengers films yet. Not technically. I guess they're avenging on behalf of humanity, maybe. <laughs> It's not clear. Whereas defend, not. defenders, like a superhero, is in a constant state of defense. But do you want a really obvious name? Because if it was like, the superheroes who defend versus <laughs> the Avengers, it sounds cooler, doesn't it? The the attackers, the the heroes. Yeah, just the heroes. The superheroes. The superheroes. Yeah, but then then Cadbury's would be on their ass. Oh my like, god! Yes. Right. <laughs> but they're not mini. They're not, they're not all child superheroes. Although that would be a good spin-off series. <gasps> yeah, yeah. The heroes. The, the miniature the, defenders. The miniature, the miniature hero, the miniature Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> the little baby Avengers. Oh. Like when they did that baby Looney Tunes series. And the baby Muppets. It would be like that, but just cute and confusing. Because you wouldn't want them to go into peril. <laughs> we've brainstormed many hypothetical series here, but I feel like this is the first time I feel like we're really onto something. I think Netflix or Disney Plus. It's very Disney. Mm, it is. Baby a bit, yes. I can't. I can't. See, unless Netflix are going to do something about child trafficking, I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> I don't think it's really their vibe, is it? No, but Disney would love it. They could do it all like. Um, what's that style they use for Frozen with the big eyes and they're like computerized? Um, being stoned. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't read the animation style, but yes, also being stoned. Mm. maybe that would be cute people would watch it yeah i think they would we'll tell them but would they be baby versions of the avengers or would they be like their babies i thought they'd be baby versions they'd be that yeah. it'd be like a prequel where they used to do it in their nappies like rugrats powerful. well I, they, they, then that's difficult because a lot of them don't get their powers till later yeah but i guess it's it's fine it's a it's a weird we're throwing the whole chronology out the window here yeah it could be like a non-canonical story and it it would be like rugrats yeah yes it would be like rugrats (laughs) maybe they're saving the world but actually it's just like pretending like in rugrats it's it's like um role play that's it yes there's just mean children and you know imaginary things going on like a hoover ah it's sucking up all of our toys (laughs) And like the real jobs worthy politicians and lawyers are the parents, like yes. Angelica's mum. Yes. She's the career she's the career woman, isn't she? She is. And she's very like, well, she actually has some very good points now. You look back and she's like, she was like, My daughter's not gonna make it in a man's world unless she's got buckets of self-esteem. And I'm like, Yeah, that's probably yeah, every, everyone holds her up now as like a real like <laughs> feminist figure. And everyone's like, Why was Angelica such a bitch? She's Actually, she's just living her life. Like <laughs> bang on the money. Those babies are annoying. I can see where she's coming from. Yeah, completely. All right. Okay. I think we pitched this one. We'll come up with a plan later. <laughs> we pitched it. I don't I don't think we can fault that pitch at all. No, it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Stanley can't even <laughs> criticize us because he's not around to do it. So we're fine. Yes, <laughs> we're safe from him. <laughs> he is rotating in his grave right now, though. <laughs> he's like, ah <laughs> <laughs> please no. <laughs> um so yeah the defenders i was really looking forward to it mm, I, know I felt a bit of a letdown yeah well you gotta think about it like this mm. the iron fist is in it so it's never going to be perfect <laughs> and i don't know i think it's really they took almost too long redoing everyone's stories it took ages for them all to come together like in the avengers movies everyone's just like bam we're in a group now mm. whereas in this it was like four episodes wasn't it until 
They all... Yeah, I think, or well, I think it's like end of episode three when they have that big fight in mm. the corridors. Um, I mean, yeah, it did take a little while. and But I mean, I liked the way that they came together. I like how all four of them end up involved in their own way. Mm. And we'll go into that when we get into plot. Um, I, my problem with it really was I think the hand has become completely overexposed and it's <laughs> lost its fear factor. Yeah, you know? the hand is very like just there now. With I their know, and I was, and, and I was sort of like it in Daredevil season two. The hand is shit scary. Like, yeah, really, really fright. It's like this mysterious force that just comes from. It literally comes out of the woodwork, and I'm like, this, that's terrifying. It's like all around you. Whereas because it, it's been in all of Iron Fist, um, and now it's in all the Defenders, you get the. It's basically just like lots of people running in and punching each other. Yeah, I would have preferred a different villain almost, mm. or something more sneak. Like I don't know, and or, it, it just or they kept the 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 sort of the mysteriousness of it. They're not yeah. even in the dark. They're in like really bright buildings now. They are. They meet in really the light. Clearly. Yeah, they meet, they're, they're just hanging out on rooftops in sunlight. I'm like, no, you should exactly. be outside in the dark. Only. They're not harvesting blood anymore. Not that I think that they should, but I think that would add to. <laughs> The atmosphere a bit more you don't condone that do you <laughs> i don't like, no, condone don't. it but i feel like if they were still they it doesn't feel like they're doing any of the bad things they were doing if in daredevil they were very much like they're literally doing some of the most evil things and very easily getting away with it and will just kill anyone who just even so much as encounters one of them mm. um and they felt very unstoppable in this i was just like it's just a multitude of weird people basically well yeah and they want is their dragon i'm like let mm. everybody have it i'd want a dragon if i knew there was a dragon under new york city i'd be like let's go dig that up yeah, yeah i know like that's cool <laughs> put that in a museum that's great yeah. <laughs> proof of dragons finally but no they can't have it apparently and also eight episodes there wasn't much in the story really no. it's they didn't even explain how the dragon got under there which i felt would have been a really nice thing to know no, exactly. I mean, that could have been something for Iron Fist to find out to make his whole narrative a bit more interesting. Because he, he, yeah. I associate him more with the sort of the mythical, legendary stuff. Yeah. Um, and anything like to make him more interesting would be ideal. That would have been a really easy win for him. Literally, you could you could summarize the plot in a few sentences. They're basically um, trying to break through a wall. They need the mm -hmm. Iron Fist to do it. And in doing so, they can get more of this substance from the dragon to help them live forever. And that's it, really. Yeah. For eight episodes. The red and the climax was literally just a lot of punching. It, um, yeah. They really went to town on the fight scenes. They look very good, but mm. there are a lot of them. And I feel like you need the stuff around the fight scenes to make them interesting. Kind of like yeah. we have with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, because you're like, oh wow, these are these are really cool but we said in iron fist there's a lot of fights in corridors and i felt mm. this was the same they love netflix seems to love a fight in close quarters yeah um, where this you've got to use kind of little tiny things around the fight in the corridor the, the first one where they all come together that was really really good but then it ends with a fight in a very small little mine and i was like this is the same as the fight back then like you haven't yeah. escalated it yeah i completely agree it it felt very fan servicey mm. but not great for people who are wanting more or people who aren't like diehard fans and just want like a, a good story. <laughs> and like Oliver Twist, I'm always wanting more. You are, you are. And even I am. Like, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> fully paid up Marvel whore, but I was like, there's not enough going on here for me to be interested in this. Yeah, yeah. I did, I liked other aspects. I mean, I enjoyed seeing them interact with each other. The scenes between the four of them were quite fun sometimes yeah, um and like we said the fight scenes were you know pretty well shot and quite exciting um i felt like jessica jones was by far the most defined of the four of them and they Jeez. kept kept her character very strong all the way she never forsakes her kind of cynicism and sardonicness and stuff she's you know i thought that was really good and it's um, good because she acts like as us really because she's mm. questioning everything and calling out like how ridiculous certain things are like the dragon situation. Mm. She's like, I can't believe this is happening. And we we can't believe it's happening either. So it's nice to have that there. She, well, actually her and Luke, it's interesting that they kind of paired up in different ways. Like her and mm. Luke Cage are the ones who haven't really encountered the hands and therefore haven't encountered 
the kind of magic element, even though they have encountered superpowers. Um, and then you've got like uh, Daredevil and Iron Fist are a bit of a pairing because they have the martial arts, uh, you know, skills. Mm. Um, and they did kind of have a bit of that in there. They had that that, that various bit. They kind of paired up um, Luke Cage and Jessica sometimes because obviously they've had sexual encounters. <laughs> and also they are the less economically advantaged of the four. Yeah. Whereas Daredevil and Iron, Iron Fist especially are a little bit more wealthy. Um, and that's a bit of a difference between them. And they, they had certain elements of that in their interactions, which I thought was quite fun. Yeah. And it, that was very much a, a wink, like I'm mm. Agatha and WandaVision, wink to the, um, to the comic mm. book fans. Because obviously Luke and Jessica become a couple eventually. Ah. Luke and Danny are the heroes for hire. Yep. So they're a little double act. And Daredevil hires Luke and Jessica as like his bodyguards for a series or two of the comics. I can't remember Danny's connection to anyone. I also quite liked, I know this isn't done on purpose, but everyone seemed to not like Danny. And I quite liked that because it was kind of how I felt about him as well. They actually, I thought they characterized him slightly better. I think they, mm. I think in Iron Fist, they were desperately trying to make him a hero, even though he's a bit of a privileged asshole. In this, yeah. they weren't afraid to actually make him more of a privileged asshole and for him to um have to face that sometimes so he gets called out on it especially by luke cage and sometimes jessica as well i i was i was especially disappointed by electra mm. and how dull she was they gave her nothing and it's not a fault on the actress at all they gave her nothing other than she just kind of stares into space and is like who am i and then yeah. she's suddenly like i'm gonna take over the hand and then she's suddenly like you love me, don't you? Let's die together. And and I was like, no, no, you're way more interesting in Daredevil. I read a really interesting review, actually. It was like, oh, in season, uh, in Daredevil, sorry, she was a tool for Matt to, like, help him progress. And in this one, he, she's a tool for the writers. She doesn't really get characterised mm. as herself, which is a shame because she is, as you say, a really, really good actor. And the character of Electra is such an interesting and complicated one. Mm. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen. She's a bit. Uh, she's a bit like Darth Vader. She's sort of. She's yes. on the dark side, but then there's that that niggling bit of good still in her that's gradually sort of coming through. Um, they just. I. I felt like they had a lot of time to explore all this stuff, but they didn't. There was a lot of sort of wasted scenes. A lot of sitting mm. around in police stations. Yes. Um, and just kind of putting characters in there and not giving them anything to do. I'm still not quite sure what Claire Temple's purpose was in this. Uh, at any point. Just to, be, um, just to be, remind us how awesome she is, I guess. But I yeah, guess so. She didn't but she really didn't have a role. No, she didn't have anything in particular to do. Karen I didn't it was have a, a lot little bit as well because um, the defenders. There's only one hero who is a woman, mm. so it's nice to have all the other women of the series, like Claire and Misty and Karen, pop mm. up and remind us that there are all these other great women in the Netflix Marvel verse. Yeah, it was good to have them. I just, I wanted them to be a bit more active because I kind of, I like, like Misty Knight got a bit more to do. She kind of turns up with a gun, gets her hand chopped off, like that sort of thing. <laughs> Colleen probably gets the most to do. And I think it's easier for her, for her character because she has all hmm. the martial arts skills. So she can get quite heavily involved. Um, but I felt like they could have had something like, like they could have got Trisha to use her radio show or her, her public persona a little bit more to yeah. um, do some they could have done something that Karen's journalist skills Foggy I guess links people up a little bit but he's not in it that much like I wonder if they were also there just to humanize the characters people who haven't watched the other series a little bit just to remind us like who they care about because mm. I guess some yeah. people might have dived in being like oh I'll watch Daredevil when I watch Luke Cage but I don't really care about Iron Fist and Jessica or mm. vice versa you know yeah. Like a lot of men I know tuned yeah. in this not having watched Jessica Jones and then came out like, oh, I really like Jessica Jones. Like yeah. she does come across very well, even though mm. she's not in it as much as she could be, I don't think. No, but I think it. she gets um she gets the best lines and the best moments. And I think yeah. the, I think uh, it's Kristen Ritter is her name, isn't it? Yeah. She, I think she uses her time the best. Um yeah. probably followed closely by Luke Cage, because I think he's a very well-formed character as well mm. um but again i don't like luke cage is just he sort of comes in and says says the good moral thing doesn't he like that's all he, he that's is all a he little our captain america isn't he for this 
He's the angel on your shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, and Jessica's the opposite. She's a little devil. It's a shame because you obviously liked the Netflix series so much, but at least it's an upwards, back up surely from Iron Fist. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, many things are, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, I just I thought there was a lot of potent, a lot of um, wasted opportunity mm. with this because you compare it to the Avengers, who managed to tell the story in a couple of in what two and a half hours the first Avengers film is, and they managed to give every character mm. like their moment or moments, and they tell a very good, exciting story, um, and they didn't quite manage to achieve this with the defenders I didn't think and I think you you got a rich selection of characters that you could have used there I wonder if it's because they almost had too much time Mm. because maybe you know sometimes if you have more time than you need you end up being late because you just take way more time than you need to get ready and stuff whereas if you're in a rush you get there on time and I feel like maybe it's a similar vibe with this because the Avengers like you say shorter tighter they have to make it work a lot harder or it was a bit rushed because um, they're obviously trying to, excuse me, churn out these yeah. series and in quite quick succession as well. Like I don't, I think there's only like a good few months or so between each series at this stage. We're pretty much sitting in 2017 constantly with like, these, yeah. the, over the last <laughs> few episodes. Um, so I, I think that actually it probably was like, okay, we've we've got a story in place that'll do. Let's just write it and go for mm-hmm. it. Um, Whereas maybe spending another year or another few months just sort of fine tuning it to make sure that everyone gets their moment and everyone plays a part in it would have made it a little bit more satisfying. Yeah, uh, that's true. <clears throat> what did you think of uh, Sigourney Weaver popping up? I mean, I always love Sigourney Weaver popping up. <laughs> she, Her entire career is just popping up in things. It is. Now, have you seen, um, have you seen Baby Mama? No, I haven't. She's so, so, yeah, she's in that. So Tina Fey and like goes to this like surrogate not surrogacy like a fertility clinic Mm. and she is there like quite recently I think it was still filmed around the same time as this but heavily pregnant with twins and everyone's like because it's very like sci-fi how is she doing this she's like they're natural I didn't have any fertility problems (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah she just always pops up and I always think it's quite quite nice when she does I felt the the best uh, there's many twists in the film the cabin in the woods but the best twist is that Sigourney Weaver turns up and yes. I don't, it doesn't matter who she is she just she just walks in you're like oh <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Weaver's here we know it's sci-fi now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not true sci-fi till she turns up yeah exactly and obviously she's my fave in Galaxy Quest but it was nice mm. to have her and I felt like she could have been a bit more she's very good at comedy and I feel like she could have had a few more moments of levity. she is we recent we watched the original Ghostbusters recently because Doug hadn't seen it and um and she's like i've forgotten how funny she is in that she's like when (laughs) when rick moranis comes in he he, what does he say he's like i am the key master and she goes i am the gatekeeper she's having a (laughs) whale of a time yeah she has so much fun in that film i just think she is naturally very funny and i feel like when she gets given a little bit of comedy it just feels so much more fun yeah i just feel like superhero films need that like little bit of lightness and that would and it's nice having her do it uh, because I think she's a very beloved actress because of Eleanor Ripley. And I think that character, that char- I was talking, I was thinking about this as I was watching it, the character of Ellen Ripley, sorry, I just called her Eleanor Ripley, which is the Beatles song. Ellen Ripley um, <laughs> is, uh, she's still quite a revolutionary female character. I don't yeah, think even you now. still, you still even now don't get many films where this, the woman manages to survive literally on her own no uh, with no male love interest or you know she has male allies but they're not a love interest they're not her equal she it's her that does yeah. it. even in the second one she saves the girl she beats up the alien with the the great big robot thing and probably one of the greatest scenes cinema has ever seen <laughs> and um and i think that's still a really um revolutionary thing and i and that's why i think when sigourney weaver turns up and stuff everyone's like Sigourney Weaver." Yeah. <laughs> she's an icon and a legend and we love her icon I legend and star <laughs> i love her in ghostbusters i love her in alien i love her in galaxy quest like all her films just mm. peak and yeah and she wore some really really outstanding outfits in this series as well she really did why do we go into plot because it kind of starts yeah. with her so we get introduced to her and she finds out that she's dying but mm-hmm. she is also one of the top people the one of the heads of the hand oh, in fact one of the five fingers. fingers one of the fingers yes. of the hand yeah <laughs> um 
and she is dying mm. and essentially what it gradually turns out is that the hand can bring people back to life using a substance however they've run out of the substance bringing Electra back to life and she is the black sky who is like I still don't quite get what the black sky is it's just a really powerful person yeah I mean it doesn't sound great does it if you hear black sky you're like storms are coming so I guess it's a vibe like or just that. just nighttime with clouds Oh yeah, that works too. That's all it is. You're a bit more optimistic <laughs> than me. I'm like oh, twister. <laughs> it's just it's just nighttime. The sun will yeah. always rise. Um, and like I said, I kind of like that each defender ends up involved in what's happening in their own particular way. Mm -hmm. So Danny becomes involved because we saw at the end of Iron Fist season one that he was hunting for whoever killed everyone in Kunlun, and Kunlun disappeared basically. Yeah. Um, Luke is investigating kids in his neighborhood who are disappearing or dying, mm -hmm. which is very Luke Cage. It um, is, and creepy as well. That would mm, be the whole series, in my opinion. It is. Oh, the, and the, the woman, the woman with her three kids who all end up dead. I mean, no, she doesn't even that, get that was a hard, back. yeah, that was a hard scene when she's like, My babies are dead, my babies are gone. Like, I was like, Oh, god, that's oh, that's so sad. I know you never go into a Netflix series thinking you're gonna have a happy day, do you? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't hold back, does it? No. Jessica Jones gets involved through her private investigating because she's asked by a woman and her daughter to try and track down the husband. And at first she's all like, oh, it's obviously he's cheated on you, he's run off, la la la. But then she gets a mysterious phone call telling her not to take on the case. So in true Jessica Jones form, she takes on the case. She's that person <laughs> who, when the, when the red button says, do not press the red button, she's like, eh. And just yeah, she would push the button, for sure. She would do my all. And then Matt becomes involved because he, uh, Jessica eventually becomes arrested and he becomes her lawyer and that kind of gets yeah. him involved. Plus also his connection with Electra gets him super mm. involved. <laughs> yeah, I quite liked um, his relationship with Jessica. It felt very like, I don't know what the right word is, fractured. A bit like, oh, you're walking on, yeah. Yeah, like they walking on like really weak ice the whole time, but. Mm. They kind of like each other, but she's kind of creeped out by him and his powers. And uh, it was good. I like mm. that. But like I said, they kept the tone of each series by having them get involved in as based on who they are. So you've got like mm. the martial arts guy from Kunlun. You've got the guy who wants to save all the kids in his impoverished neighborhood. You've got the private investigation. You've got the lawyer. Mm. Um, Jessica starts investigating this missing man. Um, and she discovers that he has lots of explosives um, and that he is was involved with this mysterious organization, i.e. Mm -hmm. the hands. But he was he was basically trying to like blow them up and destroy them. But he's gone into hiding because he knows that he'll be murdered by them. <laughs> essentially. Um, I love that. He knows that he will be murdered by he them. He knows, of course. Like, I would know. <laughs> I would know too. I wouldn't get involved with him in the first place. He's a fool. <laughs> the Hand have made no secret of their machinations. <laughs> no, they love to murder. Um, she gets arrested by Misty Knight because she tries to steal some evidence because she wants to investigate mm. his disappearance herself, even though the police are on it. And that's what links her to Matt, is that he comes in deciding to be her lawyer. Um, yeah. Can't remember why, but it gets them together. So, um, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> he loves um, a troubled woman case, doesn't he? Yes, that's yes, yes. Um, Luke finds out that the missing kids are—they've been doing jobs on the download for the hand, and obviously they're they're in quite a poor neighborhood. They don't feel like they have any prospects. So they'll do any kind of job, no matter how legal or illegal it might be. Yeah. Um, and he and Danny end up meeting. Um, and I remember what you said about them being a, a pair in the comic book. So this this is this was kind of fun that they don't get along very well at first and they're kind of fighting each other. And yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And we also discover. So we have Madame Gao, who's also one of the fingers of the hand. And we love her. We love her. Again, <laughs> a bit overexposed now. I feel like she's lost her mysteriousness. She's just like <laughs> a little old lady now. <laughs> you just like fleeting glimpses of Madame Gao. <laughs> That's it. You want you want like a fleeting glimpse of her painting some some flowers, mm. and then she sends someone to kill someone, and she sort of disappears into the night like a phantom. Yes, that's what we want. But no, now I and she also loses her mysteriousness because she's she seems quite scared of Sigourney Weaver herself. Like Sigourney, we so they they are basically trying to find something, and uh, you're not quite sure what yet. But 
they get their their plan has been stalled by and on wikipedia it's called a magic wall <laughs> <laughs> which i'm like yeah it basically is a magic wall they can't get through the wall basically yes. <laughs> i and, guess they make her scared of her because it it helps the audience understand how scary Sigourney Weaver is because Marangawa is so like unflappable. Yeah, and she's also Sigourney Weaver is saying like full steam ahead with the plan. Let's go quicker because yeah. Sigourney Weaver's worried that she's going to die before they can complete the plan. Yeah, and Madame Gao is a bit like, but we haven't done all this. We haven't done all that. Madame Gao's a little bit more. Um, what's the word for when you you are? Um, you know, holding back a bit, trying to make sure you follow the protocol and stuff. Methodical. Oh, methodical. Yeah, that works too. What did you say? I said cautious, but methodical cautious. works. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a simple word. A cautious Colin is what she is. <laughs> she is a cautious Colin, yeah. <laughs> um, we discover that the black sky is Electra and she's been mm -hmm. resurrected. And again, they've used the last of their substance for this. So all the, the five fingers of the hand, who are the five people in charge of it, they're like a bit worried about this because it means they can die. And you very much, you, we already have established that they've lived for many hundreds of years. I feel like if I was getting to the end of my life though, I wouldn't resurrect anyone else until I'd used the, like if I knew reserves were running low, mm. I would wait until I'd used it. And then I'd be like, now we find some more. Yeah, maybe they should have saved the black sky for, or maybe they have to do the black sky on a dead body, like in a certain time frame. Maybe, yeah. And they hadn't made a series of Iron Fist yet, so they didn't know where Iron Fist was. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, Electra is super powerful at fighting, and she appears to have no memory of her former life. Uh, but little glimpses start coming through and little feelings and stuff. They seem very, um, Sigourney Weaver especially seems very sort of complacent in that she's like no she has no memory of her former life she's with us now and I'm like she very obviously has some doubt here <laughs> you can gone, see it she's gone for a Coulston approach <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't tell her anything it'll be fine nothing will backfire here they I'm do in do absolute little... certainty yes they have that little scene where she's in the weapons room and she has like a little moment where she looks at her old Mm. weapons of choice and you're like oh she does kind of remember but then she goes off and like it's a new weapon she does yeah and she stands on rooftops like yes. she's like she's batman <laughs> oh my god it's like she's batman yes she does a lot of standing on rooftops she does <laughs> it's very brooding of her all the defenders gradually discover a link between the hand and a skyscraper at midland circle which is where that great big hole was in daredevil season two Yes. There's now there's now been all developed and the stuff on top of it. And that's where the hand are kind of digging around like squirrels trying to find their magic substance and get like, through the magic wall. We need dragon fossils or we can't have any resurrection elixir. It's so like relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one by one, they all go there. Uh, Danny is the first one there because he's basically there being like, I'm very rich. I can sue you all and stuff. Um, but it ends up in a great big fight. And that's what that's the first time the four of them are together is fighting mm. a lot in the corridor. And it was a very exciting fight. I must it admit. was. Probably the highlight of the whole season. <laughs> oh dear. But then, but then this is the thing, like the, the hand had kind of lost its personality here. It was just lots of men and women in business suits suddenly like clawing at them and, and whipping out yeah. guns and knives and things. And it was all like, and it was because it was in, all so brightly lit. I was like, this isn't the tone that was set for this enemy. No, uh, they were like little zombies before. Yeah. And it was creepy. Yeah. I, I got the impression they were barely even human. But these guys, I'm like, these are just like, like very skilled, rich people, basically. As is always the way with <laughs> really nefarious organizations. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I it's just like if the. The whole the 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 top board members of Apple suddenly yes. got really good at kung fu. Well, right. they might be. Yeah. Well, they maybe yeah maybe they are, and and their minds are controlled by five heads of Apple or an iPhone. It's Siri. She's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like an iRobot. Yes. Yeah. I reference iRobot a lot. You do. You love that film. I, it's nice. I was actually thinking they're not very, you know, that we've had like with Marvel recently, all the villains have been kind of more human, more relatable. Mm. So I wonder if that's why this feels so jarring because they're so like removed from everything we know. They don't really, I know they are a threat to us as humans, mm. but they don't really feel like a threat. They just want their 
elixir. Yeah, to live forever. Yeah, that's it. They're, like I said, they're not doing any of like the the organ or blood harvesting. They're not doing any of the human trafficking. They're not doing anything now, or seemingly not doing anything that's especially terrible. They just want to. No. They just want. They just want their magic drink. They just want to find a dragon, have a little sip of something, and move on with their lives. And for some reason, we're not going to let them. And like we said, wouldn't it be cool to discover a drag a dragon skeleton? Like put that shit in a museum and learn stuff yes. from it. I would love that, but no. No, the, the defenders have said no, so no. The defenders get away and they hide out in a restaurant and they bond over a nice meal together, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, Stick arrives, the daredevil's old mentor, and he gives he provides a bit of history. So he explains that many, many centuries ago in Kunlun, there were five uh, people training at Kunlun who decided that they wanted to leave because they didn't agree with the philosophy. They wanted to sort of make their own organisation. And they became the five fingers of the hand. And the five fingers are Sigourney Weaver, Madame Gao, Bakuto, who we think is dead, but turns out he's not. Um, mm. A guy called Sawande and a guy called Murakami, I think. That's, yeah. He's the one who's super, super, super mysterious. Yeah, and Sigourney Weaver, which I, I, did, I think they were the mysterious names that were like Sigourney. Yeah, well. like <laughs> Madame Gao, Bakuto, Sawande, Mur- Murakami, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it shows them having some kind of power. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, um, like Murakami is a very good fighter. That's for kind of like a like sword fighter, and he's mm. very ruthless. And so is Bakuto. Madame Gao, as it turns out, is basically telekinetic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's like, she goes pow with her hand, and a whole block of bricks just like full flies through the air. I was like, ooh, I wanted more of that in Iron Fist. <laughs> Yoda, basically. She is Yoda, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and Stick also explains that the hand need the needs the Iron Fist to open up the magic wall mm. and achieve their goal. Um, Matt is obviously very reluctant to join um, because he <laughs> kind of decided not to be Daredevil anymore, didn't he? I think so. It was kind of like, oh, I need to actually focus on my law, <laughs> which yeah. makes sense. And on my slightly more legal career. Yeah, and he was very like, oh, a bit off the rails in season two, wasn't he? Kind of abandoned his pals, and mm. yeah, so I can see why he's. Like, and I think also he, because he's encountered the worst of the hand. Like he, he went through the really bad bit of the hand, mm. whereas I, Iron Fist just like saw the more attractive members of the hand. Um, yeah. So he's probably a little bit traumatized by it. Plus, the hand led to the death of Electra. So he's probably yeah. like, well, if they can kill Electra, they can probably kill me, and I don't want to get involved in that. I thought you were right. I don't want to be killed. So all <laughs> just, that too. <laughs> I'm just out. I'm out. No, thank you. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, there is still some connection between, like, she kind of remembers him, and he's kind of I don't know I feel like he just gets a boner whenever he sees her quite frankly he does have a big thing for her doesn't he I remember he when we thought maybe him and Claire would get together and I kind of liked them they had good chemistry mm. but uh no no it's Claire's with Luke now isn't she yeah, well kind of they didn't even get a date he went to prison so and then he came out and now they're then they were a couple yeah that was a bit out of the blue <laughs> yeah that was the one thing she got to do was just be his girlfriend yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, the defenders discover that Bakuto is alive, but they do manage to kidnap and kill Sawande. Mm. So, you know, turn up for the books there. <laughs> one tick. Yeah, <laughs> one down, 40. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, oh, this, this plot point absolutely infuriated me. Like, they, Danny wants to, like, uh, attack completely but they're all like no we can't because they want you Mm. and it ends up with him like falling out with them and them having to tie him up I was like this is not believable in the slide I know he's an asshole but make him an asshole not like a really good asshole yeah (laughs) I love that the solution is just to tie him up as well it's like let's not talk about this this is is how we're going to deal with things now this is our problem solving they need therapy is what they all need and also, uh, how is tying him up going to help? I mean, he that fist can, like, break anything. So I know, exactly. They need to, like, I don't even know what you would do. Put them in, like, cement blocks, his hands. and Yeah, like, but even then, I think if he, like, centred his chi or whatever he does, then that cement block would just fall apart, wouldn't it? 
It's so silly. So silly. They needed that room that they put um, David Tennant in and Jessica Jones. That would have been the way forward, probably. Or can they chop off his hands? Mm, Well, they could, but that would be a... (laughs) Maybe that would have been a step I know it's drastic, but... They were like, we'll tie him up, but you'd have been there like, I think we should chop off his hands. But if you chop off his hands, does the hands remain the iron fist? Like, would it be like a... Like could could it just stay a hand? And you could you could hold it as a weapon. It'd be like iron fist and like throw it about you like a mace. I, I don't know. That's not come up in the well, world. But find out for me. I'm googling it now. <laughs> no, iron not. Fist. Don't, don't, don't Google that. <laughs> I'm going to. It's like someone. I love it when they fill in autofill. Would iron fist still be powerful without his hands? Someone's actually done a Reddit thread on this. Oh yeah, you can always rely on Reddit, can't you? Yeah, Danny Grand loses both of his hands. Can he still summon the Iron Fist? Someone's written, he's now the Iron Stump, which is obviously not very nice. Um, <laughs> um, no, but seriously, it's not the punching part that's especially important. It's that the, he's the world's greatest martial artist who was given the magical dragon Kung Fu powers. The Iron Fist is the title, not a description. So he could still channel his chi and maybe kick people. Maybe? What do you reckon? Maybe he'd channel his chi and it would go to, into a different body part. Like his nipples. I hope it's his legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boys, that's that would be a whole other like X-rated Netflix show. Like, oh, I've channeled my chi. <laughs> I'd, I'd love it to be yeah, an X-rated one, or I'd love it to be just a random one, like his tongue, and his tongue just <laughs> pow, pow out. <laughs> or his eyeballs come out on stalks. <laughs> like yeah, like the mask. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. We've solved that problem for you. Excellent. Thank I'm glad. You I'm glad. You read it. That. I was I was awake at night wondering about that. I'm sure you were. Electra manages to kill Stick and kidnap Danny. Dum dum dum. She also murders Sigourney Weaver. That was a takes bit of over shock, leadership of the hand. It was a shocker, but I was also like, oh, I I didn't I didn't feel a lot for that. I was like, I know it's Sigourney Weaver, but I was more like, yeah, Sigourney Weaver rather than her character. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, but it still was a bit like, oh, that backfired, didn't it? Hmm. That backfired. Maybe you don't convert people. It's a lesson for Coulson, wherever he is. He should watch this and take note. Yeah, yeah. And becomes a lesson for the other remaining three three fingers. The, the hand only has three fingers now. Yeah, it's a rubbish hand, really, isn't it? Eventually, everyone converges on the Midland Circle area where they're digging, where Danny and Danny is needed to open the magic wall. <laughs> There's lots of fighting. Colleen brings the explosives that the man Jessica was investigating. They have those. So they want to like blow up the building so that they can't get to the dragon. Electra gets Danny to open the door. And this causes a big power cut in across New York City, which is kind yes. of exciting. Um, and inside the door, you see we, they're inside the skeleton of the dragon, which it's I thought... Cool. At first, I thought it was one of those big sort of centipede monsters from the Avengers. But I don't they know look similar, there. don't they? Yeah, maybe there's some kind of evolutionary cousin there that they could have delved into. Well, yeah, it would have been great to have the past of the dragon. I've been, I spent ages googling it because I was like, surely, surely it must have some past. But no, no, it's just there. So, well, Gao explains that the dragon bones are what's needed to make the substance for the resurrection. But, but mm. actually, I've forgotten this bit. When you harvest them, it destroys the whole city, which is why at yeah. the beginning, uh, Sigourney Weaver was saying to Electra, "It's just a city. You'll get used to watching them fall." So, and they reference they reference Chernobyl and Pompeii as other <laughs> cities that they've destroyed in the past. <laughs> But I love yeah. how they could only name two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were dragons there, and that is why it happened. Chernobyl yeah. wasn't actually a radioactive problem. Like they could have named maybe Troy. Yeah. Um, I think they, I think Chernobyl was a mistake. Pompeii's fine. I feel like that's fine because Chernobyl, yeah, Chernobyl's like, yeah, but it's in recent memory. So we know, there's no legends about it. We know what happens. Yeah, we know it was gross human incompetence and we don't want to pretend it wasn't and that it was a dragon. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mistake on their behalf. But maybe so. whatever ones are, maybe Atlantis. They could have been like Atlantis. <laughs> that like, would have been great. Mm-hmm. Atlantis would be, yeah, that would have been really good. Yeah. Um, we should send our notes to Netflix for them to remake the series. I think they're going to be like, mate, this was like four years ago. We don't care anymore. <laughs> they should care. They should care. <laughs> it's about perfection. They're, they're busy trying to work out how to do a Queen's Gambit too. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. 
Um, there's lots more fighting. Misty's knight's arm is cut off by Bakuto, and he is then killed by Colleen, which was actually, that was quite satisfying. That was good. I like that. Do you remember why that's interesting? We talked about Misty before. Oh, she has a bionic arm in the comic books. She does. Damn. Yeah, you remember it all comes together. So everyone was like, oh! like, I mean, probably I assume everyone had mixed feelings because it's like, oh, shit, she's lost her arm. But also this might mean that we get the Misty of the comics and she can have her own little spin-off series. Mm. Again, this was where this whole big climax, like I said, it's lots of fighting, but half the characters are just sitting in the police station. <laughs> and I would have liked it if they just incorporated more of them. And I know it's difficult because you only got Colleen, who's actually got fighting skills and Misty Knight has a gun. Um, yeah. And Claire Temple just like barges in and every now and then says something like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing That's her whole thing is like, oh, superheroes. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And then she just like gets involved anyway. Um, I know it's very, it rings very hollow as well. Cause I'm like, you've been doing this for a long time now. Claire. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should acknowledge the fact that you enjoy it. Yeah. Just maybe. pretend. Yeah. For a little bit. But maybe like Trisha could have um, somehow like transmitted to the whole city what's going on and maybe got like the people, you know, in um, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man when they start throwing stuff at the Green Goblin and yeah. um, and, they're, and they're all like, yeah, we're going to protect our Spider-Man and stuff. They needed something like that. That would have been really cool. Yeah. And that would have made sense as to why, you know, Atlantis and Pompeii did fall because they didn't have that power to tell everyone what's going on. They didn't have social media. Yeah. I'm still ignoring the Chernobyl situation because I don't think there was ever a way for them to stop that from happening. But they still yeah. didn't have social media. <laughs> True, they didn't. And the radiation might have messed it up. Chernobyl. They succeeded. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, maybe, yeah, looking back, I'm like, a bit insensitive. Bit. It really is. And we just had, I mean, I don't know when Chernobyl came out. Actually, it was probably a lot after this. But maybe that's why they brought it out, just to remind them that it was a... Yeah, I think I think they wouldn't make that joke now because I think that series brought the whole history of Chernobyl to a new generation. I certainly learned loads of stuff about it that I didn't know. Well, you know what? Russia actually made their own version of Chernobyl. Maybe their version's about the dragon. Um, and that was It was a dragon one. who yeah. flew down through no fault of the Soviet government. <laughs> it was nothing to do with us. Shut up. <laughs> it was the hand harvesting a dragon underneath... Mm. Um, where was it? Pripyat or whatever. Yes, on behalf of America. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who's also to blame? The Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the Ukrainians are not to blame, but that's what the Soviet government may have said. <laughs> They've said it many times. <laughs> they succeed eventually in exploding the building, but Matt and Electra don't manage to get out. Um, yes. And they are seemingly killed in the building. And I assume that Gao and Murakami are also killed in there. As you well. kind of assume so. They seem to be in there, don't they? But but you don't see it, so I never assume anyone's dead until I've seen them die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like that. Well. Hashtag line of duty. <laughs> Same or with anything. That. Or Even Game of Game of Thrones, you actually see them die, and they still come back. <laughs> I know, like John. I mean, is it well? And Electra. We've got. You can't trust anyone in this world. Yeah. But I like that. I didn't didn't like it, but I did also kind of like their whole. Let's work through our relationship problems in such a violent way <laughs> and it seems to work for them so i also again going back to the hand being a bit disappointing when they they introduced um to like well this series introduced three more fingers of the hand that we hadn't met by this point we only met gao and bakuto really um and sigourney weaver is pretty good because you know she's sigourney weaver and she's very tall and mm. um whereas sawande and murakami i didn't feel like they, that was two more like heads of a of a pretty major enemy that you didn't really give much to especially murakami because they set him up as being a really kind of ruthless mysterious person they really drop lots of hints that if he gets involved shit happens yeah. and then when he does get involved it, like for instance when sigourney weaver gets murdered he then becomes just as kind of like held back as gao is in maybe it's like when he gets involved shit happens maybe the emphasis is different <laughs> bad things happen <laughs> just like nothing really happens if he, if he turns up to a to a house party you go oh no murakami's here oh, oh shit did he want to speak japanese <laughs> oh. Oh, but I, I, yeah i just i was like i didn't it, it got set up that way and then i was like i'm still waiting for him to do something still I, know, I really thought i should have teased him a little bit more in the other series or something and maybe he can turn into a dragon i don't know but it would have been cool if he did something yeah yeah I think I like it when 
maybe I'm going a little bit too young adult novel with it, but I like it when like, if you've got five heads of something, they've all got their own particular like little power mm. thing. Um, and with this, I didn't feel like they did. I felt like they were just like five people who happen to have like overlapping powers. And then suddenly Gal can move things with her hands. Yeah, they didn't even seem to like each other very much. I was like, how do you guys work together? They hate each other, but that was believable because they've been alive together for like a thousand years. So Very true. We all hate someone at that point. They've been in, it's basically lockdown, isn't it? Think how many people have broken up in that time. Yeah, they've lived in lockdown for ages. Maybe they're still alive and this pandemic is because of them. (laughs) Probably is. That will be the next season. (laughs) There was a dragon and we accidentally, we cut into it and then this virus. It was the wrong dragon. Damn it. (laughs) Is it the red dragon, not the black one? (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, and then it ends with um, it turns out Matt is not dead. He's 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 taken a leaf out of Maria von Trapp's book and gone and hid in a convent with some. (laughs) Yeah, I would love it if the next season was a musical, but we'll see. That's it. Then it ends. (laughs) That's the end. That was the Um, end. I kind of like that he's you know he's saved because of sewers. That's quite nice. Sewers. Oh, did he get out through the sewers? He's washed out with, by the sewers, like a <laughs> like like so much dirt. Um, ah. That felt very much like another little hint at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah, maybe that maybe that was that was a little wink wink moment. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think? I'm guessing it's not going to be in your top no no I mean I'd say it gets a good solid three out of five just for like I was interested to see how they'd interact they just felt like there were lots and lots of gaps in it where I was like there's nothing happening here you haven't come up with any kind of story you haven't kind of come up with a function for most of these characters I'm still not quite sure what Claire Temple Karen Trisha Foggy even Jerry Hogarth has like a little cameo in it and I would have expected more from her I do still don't get what their actual function was in this um, I would have kind of loved it if she'd been Jer- if she'd been um, one of the fingers of the hand. Yeah, <laughs> or like good. yeah, I mean, just anything like that, anything like that, just throw it in. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing, and that's the same with Line of Duty. People prefer it when it's a shocker of an ending rather than just like, eh. yeah. And you know, you can get away with explaining stuff like that, and in, in, even if it is just the most preposterous twist in the world, like. Mm-hmm. You know, people can come up with their own. It means it provokes more discussion, doesn't it? More theories, more Reddits, um, yeah. and people love that. I think that's what people watch this stuff for. I think it's, it was the same with shows like Lost, wasn't it? Yeah, Lost was like Reddit central with its theories. Is like there are certain TV shows, and the reason they are so popular is because you can you can have fun being like, oh, I've got all these theories, I've got all these thoughts, I found all these clues, mm. and you can come up with your own version of the story almost. That is, yeah, it's almost like a living story. It's quite fun, but mm. I felt like this season, um, this season, this series, they were kind of relying on that people would be binging because they, you know, for or however many episodes to get them all together, they assume people would be watching it in quick succession. Yeah. But then it also still felt very slow. It didn't feel like something you'd want to binge. I think that they didn't need to provide that, like take it that slow because they, I think they forgot that people are going into this knowing that they are going to get together. So yeah. It's get, on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't bother with the preamble. Like I would have loved it if the very first scene was literally just, Daredevil and Jessica Jones just running into each other and having an argument because they weren't looking where they were going or well obviously he wasn't looking where he was going but <laughs> uh, you know something like that like and that just yeah. like kicks it off instantly. or just even just her in the prison and him being introduced as her lawyer and then you find out the other stuff like through her just like telling him quickly I didn't need to see it all yeah yeah like be a bit more innovative with this just and just you know go take a gamble be like yeah fuck it we'll start with iron fist and jessica jones suddenly encountering each other in a cave yeah in a cave. you know and we'll build from there because yeah. <laughs> it just hooks you in yeah I, I i think they took way too long to get them together even though the way they do is quite good i think it could have been a lot faster and they could they would have had more time to throw in a bit more story a bit more there was no mystery really there wasn't much of a mystery no and i, I think that's a big part of like because we, we wanted different elements of their different stories and the big thing with jessica jones is the mystery element and like the mm. noir and you didn't really get that in this yeah it kind of starts off and then gets forgotten about doesn't it yeah mm. yeah I, that's i think her series is still my favorite for obvious reasons i mean women but also no it's my favorite too 
personally. Yeah, it felt very more, more. I don't know, it was an interesting angle to go in on with a superhero series. It's like a PI investigating everything. She's got some powers, not many, you know, rather than just... I love that. I love that crossover of like uh, mm. PI film noir stuff. And also she's a superhero. Like, yeah. That, that's brilliant. It's so good, but well, they went for that. So whatever. <laughs> oh, well, we would have done it better. As we, we know. We know. That's exactly how I feel after every series. And we wouldn't have brought in the Chernobyl thing because we're not, <laughs> not there's like so many. There's so many like ancient cities or cities that don't exist anymore that they could have mentioned there. Instead, they went Chernobyl. Like they might as well have been like Hiroshima. <laughs> be like, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? <laughs> Pearl Harbor, that was us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Damascus. <laughs> and everyone would just be like, oh no, you can't do you can't claim that because it's in the news right now. Yeah, please don't do it. But they they did it, so that's that. Yeah. I have a quiz. Ooh, that's would good. you like would you like the quiz now? I would like the quiz now. I don't know Immediately. Why I said it. A nervous way. Okay, what do you believe it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Somewhere in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, it's Marvel fans, so they're always going to be like, oh, I love it. So they got 78%. 78%. I don't know. It's fine. I would have been more, more like 70. 60, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would go slightly lower, maybe, but not much lower. I would, I'm not saying it was terrible. I'm just, I think maybe I went into it with very high expectations because I enjoyed. That, like I, I enjoyed um, Jessica Jones so much. I enjoyed Daredevil so much. I liked Luke Cage and Iron Fist gets a look into, which is very nice for him. So <laughs> Poor little I went in with like that. Well, I was excited to see what they do with Iron Fist after such a terrible series and such a notoriously yeah. terrible series as well. Like that's interesting. It's, it's also interesting thinking about this score and comparing it to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I'm sure got 90% in one of the ones we did recently. And it's like, n- no. Who gave it that? I don't understand. But we've said before about how people do, you know, people love, um, you know, very light stuff. And Agent Shield is much lighter. You don't have to mm-hmm. sort of um, be be sapped in quite so much. Whereas Netflix do do these really kind of slow, intense, hour-long episode cinematic things. Yeah. Um, that you do have to kind of envelop yourself into it in order to fully enjoy them. Mm. um and you know sometimes you're just not in the mood for that no sometimes you're not sometimes you're not and that's okay <laughs> that's all fine did you see a nod to mariah you loved mariah from I luke mariah. cage there was yeah she was mentioned wasn't she pretty certain she was mentioned at one point well so there was an advertisement for the new harlem renaissance um and that was oh. the slogan of her double dealings oh so, i see it kind of suggests she didn't die and she's She's still out there doing her naughty, naughty little hijinks. Did she die? Well, no, but you didn't see her after. You just, oh, just right. disappeared and you were like, ooh, I wonder where they've gone. So I know, I didn't think that she died. I thought I assumed she because it ended. Luke, I thought Luke Cage ended with her like trying to make her kind of a bit of a hero involved, like mm. an ally of his and stuff, because she's constantly trying to be like, but me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so true. That's why I like the villains. And oh, I don't know. Mm. He was a good villain. I would have liked to have popped up in this, actually. Mm. Because I feel like she's the sort of villain you could get on board when there's an evil dragon mining operation going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. But she'd be yeah, like, my emotions yeah. wouldn't like this. I might help out. Yeah, I think, yeah, even Mariah's like, there's a line. It's been yeah. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you notice anything interesting about the first meeting between? Uh, Sigourney Weaver and Gal. I was mostly interested that Gal was quite scared of her, but that was I didn't. I don't know if that's anything. Location wise. Oh, location wise, they were the they were in Central Park, weren't they? They were on that roof again. They're on the roof. So that's the same roof that they Gal met um, Kingpin. Oh. And it was the same roof that she's in the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Same universe. Uh, but it felt more like obvious in this one because it was like daylight. <laughs> it looked yeah, yeah. the same. So that was that was interesting. Okay. Um, what was interesting about the first fight scene or the fight scene between Luke and Danny? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember it. <laughs> so you remember in Luke Cage when he first gets punched in the face and the hand just goes bloop, 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 and crumples. Oh, uh, yeah. So in this one, he gets punched in the face, but 
he gets properly punched in the face because of the Iron Fist situation. Yeah. It's like, whoa, look at that. Oh, I see. So it's hearkening back to that. I see. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did you spot Sam Lee? No, I didn't actually. Well, he's he, because he's always really well hidden in the Netflix one. He's so well hidden because they obviously could not afford him. So he's on a poster again. Mm-hmm. I'll show you him. There he is in the background. Oh, he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's. Oh, God. There's no way I would have spotted that. No, it's very like, oh, blink and you'll miss him. But it's it's in the bit where Jessica realizes she's being tailed and turns the tables on Matt. That mm. scene. Uh, so Jess, I'm calling her Jess now, um, calls Iron Fist by the wrong name. Can you remember what she called him? No, but she does do that. I can't remember now. She calls him Ironclad. Um, That's it, yeah. Which is funny if you don't know why, but also little Marvel fans will be like, oh, because Ironclad is a villain in the Marvel Universe. Oh, right. Oh, oh that's fun. <laughs> so people are like, ooh. Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, we love that. Oh, okay. So do you remember who, when when Matt's with the nuns, mm-hmm. do you remember who they go, like, go and fetch when they say a nun's name? No, but all I'm thinking is Sister Margareta. <laughs> Sadly, it's <laughs> and not And she comes her. in, like, she climbs a tree and scrapes his knee. His, <laughs> his suit has got a tear, yeah. They want Maggie. And Maggie is an interesting character because she's his mum. Maggie Murdoch, the nun, is his Gasp. Gasp. Yeah. Well, she's in the comic books. So everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Mm. happening. How interesting. Yeah. Did you notice how they, like, anything interesting with the lighting? In general? Yeah, throughout the series. No. (laughs) No. No, that's fine. Um, So each hero is kind of lit with their own color i did notice that yeah okay the color yeah there were distinctive colors for them yeah as they become more of a unified group they become more neutral colors like whites and blues oh that's fun it's a cute little cinematography fact for you there yeah so daredevil was like reddish purpley jessica jones is blue uh iron fist is green and then luke cage is yellow Got that right yeah, pretty much. So Jessica Jones is purple because a purple man. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I've and got more blue vibes from her, but yeah. I think blue works too because it's very noir, and purple is quite a cool, deep blue color, really, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, it's true. But yeah, that's correct. Um, so Gany Weaver was originally going to play a different comic book supervillain in two thousand and six. If that helps you. Mm. What was being released to that? Oh God, I don't know. Um, so she was going to be an X-Men, The Last Stand, and oh. she was going to play Emma Frost. Who Emma Frost? She's the, like the main villain in that. Mm. Um, I don't actually remember The Last Stand very well. I have to wasn't, go and watch it. wasn't one of the best ones, but mm. so basically like Emma Frost always wore white and then they mm. kind of brought this back into the to this series, The Defenders. Oh, okay. Oh. Also, it was announced she was going to be in The Defenders on her birthday, her 67th birthday, which is oh, nice. Is it? Isn't it? Oh. And that was that was it. It's hard doing the quizzes for the TV shows, which I say every time like it's a big old excuse, but that was... just no, no, the, the making of them, I guess, is just not quite as interesting. And yes. I guess this is like, this is basically Daredevil season three plus Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage season two, Iron Fist season two, isn't it? All together. So yeah, yeah we've like said how the, the subsequent series are always, there's less of a quiz for them because it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like, Whoa, what color was uh, Jessica Jones wearing in that scene? <laughs> like, I don't remember Kaylee. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you did very well. It's nice to learn some little facts, isn't it? So It is, it is. It's a shame they never went further with it because they maybe could have taken the the negative side of these and improved on them for like a second series or something. But I guess we will never know. Bloody Disney pulled the cord on that one, didn't they? They really did. They really, really did. Speaking of Disney, we're going back to Disney oh, next yay. week for a series. <laughs> there was only one series, so I'm not holding out high hopes for this one. Please don't. It's Inhumans. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best ones. I can't believe it. It was 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion it's not because I already know that it got cancelled after one season. So yeah, no, it's it's terrible. But we'll watch it and we'll have a, a great time ripping it a new one. That's the fun. 
that's that's really why we created this podcast wasn't it to just we like to be tear silly. things apart <laughs> yes um we'd never make anything even remotely as good as <laughs> so what have we got we've got the superhero babies that's what we've got going yeah but that's going to be so much better it will be just yeah. you wait listeners at home just you wait <laughs> i'm going to start writing the script You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact-filled episode.